0: Today, we come to the second of our key virtues, what we call the moral virtues or the cardinal virtues. And today's virtue is that of justice. Now, though this theme is a little more philosophical than the other ones, other ones that we have dealt with, let us try to think about this quite reflectively, even asking the Holy Spirit to throw a little light on this topic for us, a topic which really even though it might sound a bit abstract, it is really, really key for each one of us as human beings. The word itself, the word justice, is, is a kind of hot topic. We hear about it the whole time. It's ever-present in social media, in discussions, debates online. There's a lot of it, certainly. But normally in the form of social justice, which certainly can be very valuable. Though, unfortunately, when we hear it talked about or debated on, it's often more emotional than thoughtful and even often tinged with a kind of desire for revenge to get even with those who are at least perceived to have been unjust in the past or unjust in the present. So let's try to take a a different attitude to this topic, a certain reflective, thoughtful one. Also, using the great wisdom of the, the greatest thinkers of the past, the great philosophers and theologians who have reflected on this really important theme, Christian and non-Christian. And let's use their insights to glean a little bit more about this fundamental virtue of justice. Firstly, they all tell us from, from the Greeks, Plato, Aristotle onwards, and then in the Bible, we see that a just man is a fair man. He's the one who really always wants to give others, and by others we mean all others, all other human beings, what is theirs by rights. And even when it is of great personal cost to himself or herself, that's the just man. In other words, habitually, habitually, normally, it's part of their character to want to do what's fair and just. The Catechism of the Catholic Church puts it this way. It says, the just man, often mentioned in the sacred scriptures, is distinguished by habitual right thinking and the uprightness of his conduct towards his neighbor. So that's what it's all about, how we relate to our neighbors. And really, our neighbor is not just somebody from our country or somebody from my parish or somebody from my neighborhood. Rather, our neighbor is every other human being, regardless. And this sense of impartiality is really key to justice. You have to be fair to a person you've never met before as you are to your very best friend, simply because both are human beings. And that's justice. In fact, it is much worse to be unjust than, for example, to be intemperate or to be weak. That's why we deal with this virtue of justice before we deal with the two remaining cardinal virtues, temperance and the one governing strength, fortitude, are two remaining cardinal virtues. Injustice in a person is really quite a terrible thing, and even worse when it affects a whole society, for example, through corruption. And the ancients say that unjust government is one of the worst curses that can afflict a people. And that is why a just ruler is a great thing. Who has a great reward waiting for them in heaven? Quite something. However, there's another really important thing that we must remember about justice, and that is that justice alone is not enough. Certainly, many relationships, they give you a... You give them B. They give you a bicycle, you give them 500 euros, and you're quits. But there are other relationships, especially three really important ones, which I'd like to look at, where this really cannot happen because we can never fully repay what we have received. We're too much in debt. And the very first one, of course, is God. Even though we don't think nor we have God as, as our neighbor, but God is another person, obviously, an infinite person. But it's this person. Ultimately is our Father, of course, to whom we are indebted for our very existence, all the good things that he gives us. And in fact, he never gives us anything but good things, even though we don't realize it, and that he wants to give us for eternity the greatest thing imaginable. In fact, not even imaginable because it's beyond our imagination, and that is an intimate share in his own nature. And therefore we can never thank God enough. And therefore, also, we can never go over the top in our relationship with God. Remember in the Gospel how Mary Magdalene pours out that precious nard over the feet of Jesus. And just soon before he is to die, she anoints him with this precious nard. And Jesus doesn't stop her, even though it is really very valuable. Worth, we're told, almost a year's wages. Think in the region of something like 20 or 30,000 euros. Judas is the one who thinks this is too much. And Judas also is the one who's profoundly unjust with Jesus in his betrayal. Anyway, the second kind of relationship which very similar to that is the relationship with our parents. Also with them. We can never repay them what they have given us. Our very life and then our upbringing. Even if they made mistakes, all parents make mistakes along the way. But we have to be so, so grateful to them for that. Remember, Shakespeare puts these very memorable lines on the lips of King Lear, whose daughters are so ungrateful to him. And he says, In gratitude, thou marble-hearted fiend, more hideous when thou show'st thee in a child than the sea monster. So really dramatic words from King Lear. The third one, just very briefly, in fact, is, is, is all those others think of teachers, Judges, lecturers, policemen, soldiers, all those who serve us in our country, they help us. And our country itself, in fact, is in a certain sense that is an extension of our love and our honor for our parents. So we have to be very grateful for those men and women who have served us, really, not just for money, in fact, maybe not for money at all. And they deserve our honor and our gratitude because, in a way, too, we can never repay them. I personally think back to many wonderful men and women whose lives have crossed with mine, teachers, lecturers, mentors who have guided me along the way, not because they were greedy, but because they were good. The amount of good they have left behind is incalculable. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect my Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.